Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The COVID restrictions are gone, and more people are out and about. But if you've tried to get a ride around Chicago over the last few weeks, you've probably noticed that the wait times are long and the prices are high. So what's going on with taxis and ride shares? A.D. Quigg of Crane Chicago Business has been looking into that. Hi, A.D. Hey, Sasha. A.D., is this a simple case of just supply and demand? Pretty much. That's the simplest explanation for some of this. But what is fueling that difference in supply and demand is is really interesting. There are a ton of people coming back to eat and shop and travel, mm-hmm. but there just aren't enough drivers out there to pick them up. And the reason the drivers don't want to come back, there's quite a few. There are some who are worried about contracting the virus, who are still nervous about driving strangers around in their own cars. There are people who are collecting unemployment and might want to stay on unemployment, maybe figuring out what their new job might want to be. Um, I spoke to some rideshare drivers who are nervous about a surge in carjackings in Chicago. And there are some people who just uh, moved on to a new job. There are some Uber drivers who were driving people before who are now doing food deliveries through Uber Eats. There are some people that went back to school. I spoke with one driver who had been a veteran driving in Chicago since 2016. He said, mm-hmm. I used this time to, to go back to school online to do to do data visualization. It's a wide range of some very valid concerns yeah. in there, though. Definitely. Carjackings are objectively up in Chicago. Unemployment benefits should last until September. It led to a lot of people just to reassess um, what they want to do with their lives. And in many cases, driving Uber and Lyft was a second or third job for some people. And some just aren't completely sure they're going to go back. When it comes to numbers, A.D., where are we right now as far as drivers and trips taken right now versus before the pandemic? Sure. So we have a lot more insight into the number of drivers active on the road. So I asked the city's Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection how many riders or drivers are on the road, and they consider an active driver someone who takes um, at least four trips a month. So those numbers for ride hailing, so for Uber and Lyft, are down 60% compared to where they were in April 2019 pre-pandemic. And for cabs, that's down 80%. And we should keep in mind that Uber and Lyft drivers vastly outnumber cabs. So there are 27,000 active ride-hailing drivers on the road right now. There are only 1,000 active cabs. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a big drop uh, for both, of course, more so for cabs. We talked about some of the reasons that uh, we're seeing maybe fewer drivers on the road, but what are some of the reasons that there are fewer riders today? Well, not everyone is back at work, right? So part of it is the bread and butter for cabs especially is Downtown commuters, so business people going to and fro downtown, people going to and from conventions and hotels, boarding events, concerts, stuff like that, to and from airports mm-hmm. are a huge deal for cabs. So that hasn't picked up entirely yet. I spoke with one cab driver who um, was a, owned his own medallion, so he was kind of his own boss, and he had a bunch of regular clients pre-COVID. It was um, lawyers, accountants, insurance types who he would take to and fro pretty consistently every week. He said he had 20 of those regular clients. Only six of them are back at work. Um, So what he did was converted his cab into a delivery service, essentially, where he was doing Uber Eats, Grubhub, Amazon Flex. He says, you know, I'll eventually go back to driving my cab, 
but not until I see um, a lot more of my usual clients come back and until we have regular convention business again. And I know that travel will pick up forever. And the reason he's waiting is because, in part, it's really expensive for cab drivers to even start having their cabs on the road, in part because of uh, commercial insurance is a lot more expensive for cab drivers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have to go through a bunch of city inspections. He's just not sure when he's going to make that transition back. AD, speaking of cab drivers, I've got a current one on the line now. Azra, welcome to Reset. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for taking a moment to call us. Uh, What's your perspective here? My perspective is that as a Chicago cab driver that has been driving for nine years, I think that the city of Chicago and and particularly the BACP and Lori Lightfoot's office have to regulate Uber. There has to be regulation because they are ripping the customers off by this surcharge. It's not good at all. You're talking about the the surcharge on the rideshare services? Correct. Yes, the, the, the prices that Uber is charging is extremely high. They're extremely higher. They're taking advantage of the of the situation of the pandemic, in my opinion. Thank you so much for, for calling. A.D., you know, it, it's sort of right in line with what you were just saying, um, you know, the, these high costs of, of ride shares, and uh, it's really impacting folks on the ride share end and the, the cab, the, the taxi end as well. But but tell me, is there optimism among the, the ride share and cab companies? Are they expecting that they will start to see the number of riders ramp up? Definitely. I think... Um we're already seeing the demand for rideshare go way up. But to that driver's point, um, there is more surge pricing than you might have seen pre-pandemic. And Uber and Lyft are doing that to try to get drivers to come back and help meet that demand. Now, Uber and Lyft say this is already starting to taper off as more drivers are beginning to return. But, yeah, some people are seeing surges two and three times higher than they're used to. Alderman Brendan Riley is proposing um, a cap on those fares to 150% of what the normal cost would be. And to benefit Uber and Lyft drivers, he says these companies should be paying these drivers uh, a base wage so that they know that even when they go out, they can count on a certain amount of income. But that that surcharging is designed to help get more riders back, but it's really painful uh, to get more drivers back. It's painful for riders who might be opening their apps multiple times right. being so discouraged by the prices that maybe they get pushed to cabs right. or to take the CTA or a Divi. Such a catch-22 there. But since cabs don't typically experience surge pricing, right, that, we didn't even really talk about that until ride shares came along. Um, are we then seeing a demand for cabs go up? So we are seeing some data that shows that there was a trip growth. So the industry that was doing more trips quicker, we're seeing cabs picked up twice as fast as Uber and Lyft in the month of April, which is something we're seeing in Chicago, but they also saw in New York. But we always have to keep in mind that there are so few cabs out there compared to Uber and Lyft, and they, the industry has been so decimated overall that it's it's kind of a bright spot, but it's, it's not necessarily um, a sign that there will be this resurgence in the cab industry in Chicago, which is why we're hearing from so many cab drivers that the city has to do more to help them uh, to help them recover, maybe alleviate some of their debt or offer some other kind of regulation that evens the playing field a bit more. AD, let's hear now from Miguel in Garfield Ridge. Hi, Miguel. What are your thoughts? So, yeah, I just mentioned I was, I'm a rideshare driver part-time. I work full-time for um, you know restaurant chain, and I actually am getting back into education. So um, as a part-time rideshare driver, I you know told my family members, I told people it's 
a good opportunity. I was saying that, you know, I like the flexibility. I like to be able to start when I want to, finish when I want to. Um, in terms of some of the safety issues, you know, I would say I always had my mom calling me about, did you hear that this happened to a rideshare driver? Did you hear that this happened? And it was a little bit nerve-wracking, but I would say for my suggestions to other people, driving in the daytime is a lot better. Knowing your neighborhood, being very aware of the surroundings, you know, that's always a very important thing. But I saw it as a very profitable opportunity. Yes, there were less rides during the pandemic, but there were also less drivers. That's when I started going up. And I would mm -hmm. say that my income went pretty well during the pandemic as seeing that there were less drivers and a higher demand. I get text messages every day. Now I'm driving less, but I get text messages every day from Lyft and Uber saying, you should start right now. You should turn your thing on right now because mm. I've been very busy. So it's been profitable as a part-time job. I will say my car is paid off, so I don't have a monthly car note. I have health insurance and all those other things through my first job. This is my secondary job, Uber and Lyft, right. but it's been great. You know, I've, I've been able to make a very good living and I've been recommending it to other family members as an opportunity to get some extra cash on your own time. Thanks for sharing that, Miguel. AD, you know, Miguel talks about the, the texts that he's getting from uh, the rideshare company to, you know, lure him back, lure him onto the mm -hmm. road. Anything else uh, they're doing to lure drivers back? I know we talked about surge pricing, obviously being for their benefit, the driver's benefit. Yeah, Uber launched a $250 million driver incentive program to get folks back. We also know Lyft is doing kind of similar incentives to lure drivers back. Um, they have, in addition to doing the surge pricing, there are uh, driver streaks. So if you drive a certain number of trips in a day or in a week, you'll get a bonus. This is something that was really popular when Uber and Lyft first started, and they were in massive growth mode. They were trying to get a ton of new drivers, a ton of new riders, which made it cheap for both of us. But mm -hmm. I talked to some transportation analysts who said, now that Uber and Lyft are going public, there's a lot more demand on them to become profitable, which means we're probably going to see a lot fewer deals as riders. You might remember being able to take an Uber from downtown to O'Hare or something for 20 bucks or so. Those kind of sweetener days on the rider side, I think, are over. And I think when supply and demand match up again, we're going to continue to see higher fares than we were used to a couple of years ago from Uber and Lyft. But for the time being, they're doing a lot more to try to get drivers back by doing surge pricing and these little streak bonuses. Yeah, that they'll text you about until you <laughs> until you get back on the road. <laughs> until you get back in your car, yeah. So just so we're clear, AD, the, the, the pricing comparisons right now between taxis and, and ride shares, are, are they moving closer together? They are. Um, as of the end of April... Fares per minute, so the price you pay per minute, were cheaper for cabs than for ride-hailing services as of April. This is according to analysis from a data scientist named Todd Schneider who looks at um, city data. So a solo ride with Uber and Lyft cost an average of 127 per minute in April. Cabs were 119. The gap is also closing for the total trip cost, so the average trip for every Chicago ride in April um, for taxis was twenty three twenty four for rideshare it was twenty two eleven that's a lot narrower than it has been in the past and I'm going to be very interested to see if that continues especially after things are considered fully recovered our cab and rideshare drives going to cost roughly the same and what will that do to demand are more people going to be putting their hand up for a cab or are they going to keep relying on being able to request a drive to get there in three or four minutes. Let's hear now from Ashley in Uptown. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to Reset. 
Hi. Um, we hear on the news and on the radio all the time that they're having problems getting drivers back on the road. However, I find that the issue is there is no way to streamline getting people approved. I um, moved from St. Louis, and I've been trying to get my account approved to drive in Chicago for over a month now. And I know there are tons of other drivers whose accounts have been put on hold either for false accusations or situations like mine where they just need to change something in their account. And then it's like we get the runaround when we're talking to customer service. Oh, we'll forward your problem over to the next person. And you never hear anything back. And it just takes months and months and months. And it just oh. seems like they're not organized in getting our accounts activated. So you've been going through a, a lot of red tape, it sounds like. I wonder how many people are in the same boat, Ashley? A lot of people. I'm in several Facebook groups, and I hear this all the time. So part of the, the problem here, then, is is perhaps needing to streamline the, the process to get driver approval. Something like. like that. Yeah. Well, interesting point, Ashley. Thank you for calling us. AD, is that something that came up in your conversations? What I did hear, um, kind of on the red tape side or, or driver satisfaction with using Uber or Lyft, was security concerns. So if you're already an active driver, folks that were worried about carjackings, for example, said they wanted some kind of basic security where a rider, for example, would have to take a picture of their face and make sure that it matches their account. There's also just general organizing in the driver community for those who drive Uber and Lyft about their rights as, as drivers and should they be considered classified as gig workers or full-time em- or fuller-time employees where they get a little bit of benefits. Um, I think that's going to be something to watch in Springfield and also in, in the Chicago City Council. How much more will Uber and Lyft be regulated now that they're a known entity and that drivers are actually starting to get organized? A.D., you know, I'm thinking, and I heard an earlier caller mention this as well, it seems like a lot of drivers moved to food deliveries during the pandemic instead. Uh, But if more people are heading back to restaurants, do you think that's going to flip back? I wanted the same thing. Um, It might be easy for Uber to kind of handle that because they control both (laughs) sides of that equation. They offer Uber Eats, and then they also have Uber Rides, and and they can kind of flip people over to that driver's side. Um, my question is, do drivers want to keep driving people around? One of the Uber spokespeople said that the drivers that come from uh, areas with low vaccination rates are less likely to want to come back. Sometimes I wonder if it's just, uh, if you're a little bit antisocial, if you're sick of dealing with people, if you want to keep delivering food. It'll be interesting to watch it play out between now and September in particular when unemployment benefits end. Will there be any permanence to this. I think there's still a lot left to shake out. Our thanks to A.D. Quigg of Crane Chicago Business. A.D., thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you. And that's today's Reset. Like conversations like this one? Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and take a few seconds to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. 
Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdat wherever you get your podcasts.